0: Pedrosian throws to Sandberg and the pitch is grounded to second base. Thompson has it, throws
1: to first. It's over. 27 years of waiting have built on it. The Giants have won the pennant.
0: You are listening to the Thompson to Clark podcast. I'm Double G alongside with my partner, Brad. For those of you who are listening to us through YouTube, uh, we are brand new to YouTube. Our YouTube channel has just been created, so hopefully you uh, you, you are finding the YouTube process uh, pretty fun there. We're gonna have some stuff on YouTube as well. And for those of us who are just listening in our normal podcast feed, welcome as well. You know the deal, you know what we do here, so um, I just wanted to just update people, and Brad may not, not even know this, But uh, we are now on iTunes and Spotify, obviously, and everywhere that you can get your your podcast normally. But we're also on iHeartRadio. So uh, for those who listen to iHeartRadio, you could find our podcast. Just search Thompson, the number two, and then Clark. And then um, also, you know, with iTunes or Apple Podcasts, I guess is what they call it now, if you just drop us a nice little review that helps in the algorithm when people are searching for stuff like baseball podcast or you know something relating to the giants so if you do enjoy this podcast which i hope you do definitely do that for us if you can and uh and yeah so that is, so that is that is the intro and now i can introduce
1: my partner brad what's up man what's going on i didn't know all that we're all over the place now that I, I I turn my back I turn back forward and here we are we're showing up in place I leave all that stuff to you man I don't <laughs> <laughs> I mean I like technical stuff I absolutely love it and I'm in IT and I just I'm deep in this stuff but when it comes to that I don't know man I don't know how well, we get on these things
0: I mean your your job with your job you you're 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 a wizard with video stuff but uh, so I'm sure you can figure <laughs> it all out it, I mean this stuff is really just about. You know, you have all of these different areas that host shows, and so you have to kind of just. Basically, pop in your link to where the RSS feed is, and then they're like, "Oh, okay, now now we'll show you." But I just I just wish there was like one place you're like, "Here's where all the audio shows go." <laughs> We're gonna right, spread man. it out to everywhere.
1: Oh, I can't tell you. Uh, I, again, <clears throat> my job I you know I've touched on it here and there, but I do um, audio and video uh, editing for jury trials for criminal jury trials and. Um, so I take like evidence and I edit it and, and do different things, make it presentable for the jury. But um, I, I can't tell you how many times I turn to my coworkers and I'm like, man, can we get like a standard format of video from mm-hmm. somewhere like, you know, you get Seven Eleven, you get the mom and pop store, you get this place, you get that place. They're all different types of video with different uh, proprietary players and it just drives you insane. Keeps me in a job. I mean, you know, ninety percent of my job is converting videos to usable formats. So, you know, I'm into that stuff. But yeah, I like I I like that you take care of that because then I can sit back and uh, (laughs) drink and talk.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, Well, you know, I I tell people who are interested in doing podcasts, I say, okay, before you get into this, ask me questions about everything you want to know because I've made like every mistake in the book. And then I've had to figure out how to do it the right way, whether it's from audit uh, audio, actual quality or uh, editing the audio, uh, putting up the audio. Like, I, I mean, I still am not the, the best person, but I've learned so much. And uh, and so, you know, I just tell people, just just ask me before you do anything, because I've spent so much money trying to. To do things and like ah then you just throw something away or you give it away (laughs) but uh but there there is so much to do in this space which makes it a lot of fun because it feels like it's still sort of like a podcasting in general is like a burgeoning opportunity and you know there are some really successful podcasts you know joe rogan i think spotify paid him so much money to get the exclusive on his show but there are a lot most everyone is kind of like us where we're just just two buddies who want to do this because we enjoy it. And if we create an audience around it, like great. And, and we're so happy to do that. And we're like, and then people go, well, how do you make money? You're like, ah, you know, that, <laughs> that, that, we have, that we, comes we have jobs many years. Down the exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we just do this for fun.
1: Well, and my but. wife asked me today, we took a walk today at lunchtime. She goes, so what's your ultimate goal with, with the podcast? And I said, is there a goal? I said, I'm sitting drinking bourbon talking to my buddy about baseball. I I've hit my goal. I don't know. what. (laughs) I mean, if people want to join us and listen in, that's awesome because you know, what more fun is there? Especially talk about 2020. We started at the perfect time. We're giving people that, uh, that little bit of escape. Come on here, talk some nonsense, talk about baseball, talk about PlayStation fives, talk about bourbon. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's my ultimate goal and I think we've hit it. (laughs)
0: yeah i mean you're you're exactly right about why we sort of do it now i think you know with with any podcast the more that you put into it you're going to get out of it we are we are a weekly show we're not going to do more than you know maybe if the giants actually made the playoffs and 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 made a run maybe we would try and do like a half an hour in the middle of the week or something just to do an update but Really, you know, we're we're just a weekly show and it's well produced. It sounds really good. The next step would be, oh, you know, Hank Shulman, come on down, you know, <laughs> right? come join us. You know, <laughs> Kruk, can we get Kruk on the show. <laughs> that that would be sort of like the next level of, of when you get a little you you know, when, when you get the word out a little bit. And that's why, you know, we interviewed Carmen and um and Stephanie because they're they're in um, you know, they, they've done stuff in, in media as well, but they, you know, and they're just also like really nice people. And, and a couple of people I've gotten to know a little bit, Stephanie more through uh, social media, but I, I've hung out with Carmen and watch baseball games and stuff. So, um, but yeah, like, you know, you try to go to, you try to just do what, like whatever, what's the next level to it. Who knows until we get there and, oh, there may be this opportunity here. I'll tell you on the other podcast that my, the main podcast that I do, uh, uh for the Blue Wire Network it's called the fight game podcast through a connection through a podcast through a networking what the 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 champion of the company that is opposing WWE right now you know WWE is the big wrestling company oh yeah and there's this new company called AEW and they're doing very well probably the best uh, competition WWE or WWE has seen Uh, in about 20 years. And their champion is uh, somebody who I never knew personally before recently, but I was on a podcast with him and my friend Dave Meltzer. And he reached out to me on the side and he was like, hey, you talk about mixed martial arts, right? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, if you want someone to talk about that stuff on your show, let me know. And I was like, Uh, yeah. Like you're the you're the champion of of all elite wrestling, and you have eight hundred thousand Twitter followers. Like hell yeah, but but like you know that's just an opportunity that presents itself. And we did some shows with him recently, and you know they're they're they will probably be when it's all said and done the highest downloaded shows that I've done on that podcast. So it's just, you just have these opportunities that open up and you just got to be willing to, you know, to be open to them. And so if something happened, you know, like that, where someone's like, Hey, I want to come on. And we're like, okay, why? (laughs) Oh, but okay. You know?
1: Well, and that's the funny thing about podcasting is, um, you know, you've, you can have the ones, like I have a couple favorites and some of them are, are celebrities. Uh, the Conan O'Brien one is really, really good. Um, the Dax Shepard uh, armchair, um, the armchair podcast, and then our armchair expert, uh, and then Smart- those are
0: like uh, short shows, right?
1: Th- yeah, right. They're so you know, it's about like a forty-five minute to an hour-long show, um, and th- and then you've got the other ones. Like some of my favorite ones are people I've never heard of. I mean, they're they're not anybody who has ever been in the entertainment business before, but they tell really good stories. Um, mm-hmm. There's one. And of course, I can't think of the name right now, but it's a uh, uh, the guy tells stories about famous classic country songs, the stories behind them. Um, some of them that are about stuff is so awesome. Oh man, it it is just captivating. So when you're driving on these long road trips, I'll put them on in the on the earpods, and uh, you know just kind of. Blank out and listen to this stuff and get so engrossed in it that you, mm-hmm. you forget oh we're already two hours into the trip and i've listened to a couple of podcasts already so 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 the, those are some of the better ones when you don't necessarily have somebody super famous behind them or anything like
0: that i I really enjoy them yeah you know the 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 things that are pretty fun to me is when you have somebody i I call them. Uh, content creators or even influencers where you kind of start from the grassroots level, like what we're doing. Like we have experience in radio, you know, from college, but at the same time, that doesn't mean that you have a following. That doesn't mean that you have people who want to listen to you who are not related to you. (laughs) Um, So you have to build that. Right. And that's another thing about this is podcasting is not just the audio piece. There's the marketing piece behind it. There's the, you know, how do you grow the thing? How do you get more people to listen? And that is hard. Like, that's really hard. And that's why we have the Facebook group, which is, you know, growing ever so slowly. And it's some really cool people in there. And, all of us, you know, they'll reach out to me and say that they heard the show and they really liked it, which is really cool. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and, you know, then then there's the Twitter account, which we're, you know, we're communicating with folks on Twitter. We're making friends in, in Twitter And then, you know, then you do something like, you know, this show is the first one on YouTube and that's another way to kind of just get the awareness out. So it's not a big deal for you and I to just go all of a sudden like, oh, my God, we're we have so many downloads. That's sort of the secondary thing. The the thing that is just to have fun with the show and to put it out and and to just be cool with it. And, uh, and so, yeah, you're right. Ultimately, what your thing w- was right, which is what your goal is, is to do exactly what we're doing. And then if we can do other things, that, uh, that'll just be gravy.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. And, and uh, we can talk about it later. I'm not going to reveal it on the air. But my wife actually gave us a fantastic idea for podcasts between Black Friday and Christmas. So keep that in oh, mind. Oh, wow. Some, some fun stuff coming up. Huh. Cool.
0: So so uh, one more thing about the YouTube before we move on is uh, Brad and I had a couple of ideas uh, about how to use the YouTube channel. Um, and so we'll ha- we will have some things kind of we're thinking about down in the pipeline. Some of them may have to do with uh, the tournament that we're doing to determine the all-time uh, Giants team, uh, San Francisco Giants team. There's other stuff where we both have old videos of, of things that are kind of fun to share. So check out thompson to clark on youtube brand new channel there's not much there yet but you will see our logo you'll find us subscribe and we're going to start putting stuff up there and having fun with it too so long intro to just (laughs) talk about uh, a bunch of nothing but we'll get to we'll get to the giant stuff in a second but of course we have to talk about what we're drinking so brad quickly what are you drinking today
1: well, <clears throat> it was a rough end to the season, oh yeah, so I went back to my buddy my my buddy evan williams i um <laughs> I'm a big fan of their bottled in bond um I had to look up what bottled in bond actually means, and there was a bottled in bond act put uh, together in the United States in eighteen ninety seven and it was a reaction to the widespread adulteration in American whiskey. Basically, you know, people were putting crazy stuff in, in whiskey and bourbon and, and trying to flavor it up or mm. change the color of it. So this Bottled and Bond Act said, you know what? If you create bourbon the way it's supposed to be created, we will um, have these uh, uh, facilities where you can actually – distill the bourbon in um, and it'll be tax free. You don't have to worry about it. And then we'll take a cut of the sales. Um, So a bottled in bond uh, bourbon has to be um, a product that is one distillation season. So either January to June or July to December uh, by one distiller at one distillery. Uh, it must have been aged in a federally bonded warehouse under U.S. government supervision for at least four years and bottled at 100 proof, which is 50 percent. So that's what this Evan Williams bottled and bond. You can find it in the white label. Um, it is so darn smooth. Uh, I love the regular Evan Williams. Um, this has that nice rounded caramelization to it, a little bit higher in alcohol. Um, it, it is definitely my go-to. This bottle is $15 in the store, and uh, it has gone up against 50 and $60 bottles and blind taste tests and beat them all. So mm. if you get a chance, pick it up. I bet you'll dig it.
0: All right. So for me, last week, I talked about the idea of the highball, which is... You know a couple of different ways to make it but the way that i'm drinking it is mineral water and whiskey which gives it a very sort of summery feel it it really just tastes like you know for for me it's like uh drinking a cold beverage uh and and so i was thinking of you know what i could do to kind of be a little bit creative with it and so uh yesterday on on sunday Uh, My wife, Crystal, I I said, okay, you know, football games Sunday morning, you you know, any treats. I was at the store and she's like, a beer. I just want a beer with the football. I was like, okay, 10 o'clock in the morning. Okay, so uh, so (laughs) whatever whatever it takes. (laughs) She just wanted uh, a couple of Sierra Nevadas. So I bought that. And, you know, I mentioned on this podcast before that I don't really drink beer because it kind of just makes me feel a little bloated. I just don't like the feeling of drinking beer. And so um, I had mentioned also that I'd gotten these uh, these uh, Jameson whiskeys where they they have a couple of different ones and different kind of beer barrels and stuff. So the IPA one, so I was like, oh, if I make the highball with this IPA sort of barreled whiskey, hmm. it'll sort of be like a beer. And I could, you know, so, so I could sort of match her. So that's what I did yesterday for the game. And so I said, you know, I'm going to do it again for this podcast. So it's it's very much like... It's like it's like drinking a beer, though I can't (laughs) slam it because I have to be responsible. But it really does—it really does taste a little bit like a beer by adding the mineral water to it. So it's it's pretty good, interesting, pretty refreshing.
1: I'm gonna have to give that one a shot. I'm I'm going to make a total wine run tomorrow because uh, like you said beer uh it can you know make you give you that bloated feeling especially mm-hmm. like the six and seven percenters you get that mm-hmm. buzz going pretty quick um so i'm into recently just going and getting a couple six packs of some of the like four percents and the 3.8 percent because then you know you sit by the pool and relax and have a couple of beers like two yeah. or three beers and you don't feel so bad
0: afterwards yeah yeah and you know in the summer like the beer just goes through you because you just literally just sweat it out. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and and uh, so one more thing before we move on. I was at the grocery store and I saw this bottle of wine for like 10 bucks with Snoop Dogg's oh, face on it.
1: We were talking about that the other day, my wife.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I had to buy one just to show sure. Crystal. So maybe we'll we'll have a a, a little bit of a... Uh, of some Snoop Dogg wine and I can give a, I can give a review.
1: Oh, Please. Time. Yeah. Please text me after you have it. I need, <laughs> I need to know.
0: <laughs> All right. So let's, let's, let's move on. Brad alluded to it. Everybody knows this. Who's following our, our not, I can't even say they're frustrating. Cause I think they overachieved mm. in this oh, yeah. weird sprint like season that we've been talking about for the last several weeks, last two months, I guess, you know, you and I, uh, and so, we we talked about, you know, needing to, to really dominate the Rockies. Uh, I think they would, did they go two and one against
1: the Rockies? Uh, they went two and two against the two Rockies. Two and two against the Yeah, yeah. And that's so a, that's a series that they had to win three yeah. out of four to really right. kinda lock right. in their spot. But yeah.
0: And so as we said, you know, going into that last series against San Diego is gonna be tough, especially having to play that double header. But they took care of business in Game One of that doubleheader, and they were a, a couple of outs—they were two outs away from winning the second half of that doubleheader. And if they would have won that second half of that doubleheader, I think they would have been in the playoffs based on how the rest of the teams did. So they were on the door knocking to get into that playoffs, uh, and in the ninth inning, Sam. Coonrod did what a Sam Coonrod usually does, <laughs> and he gave it up. Yeah, I think I think they had a three-run home run to win the game, and he's sitting there, uh, not speaking to the media, and you know whatever. I, I don't really care. I, yeah, I I'd yeah. be fine if he you know if they, if they sort of figure out what to do with him. He he does remind me. He's not as much of a hothead as Hunter Strickland, but he sort no. of he sort of reminds me from a, as a pitching perspective of Hunter Strickland. Sort <laughs> of like you know when 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 you're up a few runs, he's lights out, throwing a hundred, striking out three guys in a row, and then when you need him, it's like uh oh.
1: Well, he's the Hunter Strickland you don't want. He's Hunter Strickland with no personality. Right. That, that's the problem. <laughs> At least Hunter Strickland gave us, you know. Some fun times, right? Picking fights with people. <laughs> right? Picking fights and staring people down and jawing at them. Coonrod, he gives up the home run and hides. Yeah. I don't like that.
0: That was rough. Uh, yeah. So it was almost like he didn't want to be out there, which was kind of weird because he he throws 100 miles an hour. <laughs>
1: Well, it had zero location that night. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. sitting on the couch, and I'm watching this, and I'm going, man. You know, I kept, and, and I went, I took to Twitter afterwards um, with our account. I went crazy. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I, I enjoyed that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but the, I'm sitting there going, you know, how do you not see, this guy is not locating his fastball. How do you not stall tactic, you know, this and that. But then I remembered this new garbage rule. You got to pick pitch to three batters. Yeah. So, there's nothing they could do at that point. They're hand tied. That rule is awful. I, it's got, I understand it up until maybe September 1st, right? Yeah, yeah. September 1st, get rid of that rule yeah, yeah. going forward. There's a lot of rules I want to talk about that they did this year that, you know, and we could talk about it later, obviously, but uh, that I think they should ditch. And there's some I'd like to, for them to keep. So, we can talk about that later. So, then uh, they had two
0: games left. And we didn't know exactly what they were going to have to do to make the playoffs. But what we did know is if they would just win baseball games, <laughs> they, they they would make the playoffs because yeah. every, you know, the other two teams that were fight or three, three teams that were fighting with them for for spots. They're all 500 teams, just like the Giants. So you knew more than likely that, you know, those teams were not going to just bulldoze in those last few games. So the Giants had a great chance. So they played the Saturday game that was not very competitive at all. Uh oh. it was it was a 6 to 2 win by the Padres. And yet they still had an opportunity to get in the playoffs and all they had to do was win the game and hope that the Brewers lost. Well, the Brewers lost before they they had even <laughs> finished the game. So the Brewers are like, "Here guys, like we don't really want to be in there. Yeah. I'm not sure if you guys do. We don't Both, want the
1: Dodgers. We don't you want play the, the Dodgers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so so it's like okay, and then you know the Giants had a couple of rough innings there late. That, uh, the game was two to one for a little while, and then they gave up three runs, and it was five to one. And then they were chipping away. It was uh, uh, it was a home run by I think Crawford hit a home run, and yeah. Wilmer Flores hit a home run. All of a sudden, it's five to four. And you come into the ninth inning and Rosenthal is just throwing Mm. gas, like just, oh, my God, this guy's everything coming out of his hand. Looks like it has a
1: a flame on it. The anti rod, right? Oh, my god, Throwing strikes with it. Jeez. Or what we thought were strikes. What we thought were strikes. (laughs) You know, there
0: wasn't really um, – they didn't put up much of a fight in that last inning, though the previous couple of innings, Longoria gets called out. On a, on a pitch that didn't look like it was a strike i forgot there was another player who got called out so the 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 dugout was already so frustrated with the home plate umpire and then the last out of the game uh is another pitch that was not a strike and you know kruko who you know kruko's a diehard right he's he's a giants sure. guy He he's a giants guy at heart he's um he's going you know he he's you you could call him a homer though uh he's i think he's pretty fair to the opposing team i don't usually hear him blow up the ump but he was about <laughs> as close as you could get to blowing up the umpire and still stay professional after that game was over like he had this uh he definitely had like this uh you know, he he was thinking about this if it was going to come down <laughs> to it. Like he, he had some really some really good words for the end of that game there for the empire, but it was so frustrating. I would have been more frustrated if the team looked like they could even foul off Rosenthal.
1: Yeah. And you know, Kruko's been with the organization since 83. So you, you feel it, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we've been with the organization since around that time, yeah, technically yeah. speaking. That,
0: that was literally probably the first season I remember following. Yeah.
1: And the first game I remember going to was either 80 or 81. And and so, yeah, so so we're sitting there as fans and he's sitting there as a fan at this point, too, going, you open up eight Playoff spots, and, and I'm sure his frustration, too, is with the Giants. I mean, yeah. here we are, and, and you get into those last couple of games against the Padres. They're scoring early. We're not. Our pitching's holding long enough, uh, but then we can't come back. Then our bullpen, you know, wets the bed, as a nicer way to say it. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, and then so you watch that for a couple of games in a row, and then you watch it all just kind of slip away. Uh, weird year. I mean, just totally weird year. Sixty games, eight playoff spots in the National League, um, and when you don't get one of those, and the Marlins do, you? you go, "Come on, man!" It, may, it I think that makes it hurt even more.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Well, and, and we're going to look at the playoff teams here in a, in a second. We're going to look at all the matchups for the first uh, first round, the wild card round, and I, I think the Giants were probably the sixth or seventh best team. But because they played so many games against the Dodgers and the Padres, they lost more games because of that. And and so when we look at it, you'll, you'll notice you'll go, like, wow, like the
1: Giants are better than that team. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of that. I mean, there, yeah. I'm going down the list today, and I'm looking, and I'm just thinking, man, we're much better than Miami, but Miami gets to play Washington and the Mets. Yeah, we don't get those teams. Yeah, we get Arizona. Yeah, we get Colorado. We mostly got Arizona earlier in the season. Mm -hmm. Uh, Got a little bit of Colorado here towards the end. Uh, Colorado was kind of back and forth, back and forth type of team. But we get San Diego and we get L.A. We get the two best teams in the National League. Um, You can argue the Braves are there, but... You know, when you look up and down the lineup, when you look up and down the pitching staff, the Padres were the better team. Padres have a couple of pitching injuries. Um, They're going to be without Lamette. They're going to be without Clevenger in this first round. You know, they're going up against uh, St. Louis, so they don't really need those guys. That'll hurt them more in the second round, but uh, we'll get to all that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so unfortunately, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, you know, the the Giants are breaking my heart. Like, look, I, I, we cannot do that after three World Series championships. Though next season it'll be what seven years since they last won. And I don't know, I don't know what the rule is. Maybe ten years since you last won a World Series <laughs> where you can like start like complaining about the baseball gods again. <laughs> but because of that, like I like I'm just looking at like look, they didn't really have a shot to win the whole thing. It would have been fun to see them go into the next round. Uh, Because, you know, for us, for every time, you know, for the last, I guess, four times that the Giants made the playoffs, they've done some cool things. Even in 2016, where, uh, you know, they they had a real great chance to beat the Cubs there, and, and, you know, the bullpen kind of let them down. But uh, it would have been fun. But look, you know, next year they should be a little bit better, and maybe they pick some you know maybe they're able to sign somebody in 21 or 22 that they that they actually land unlike bryce harper and i know they were gonna supposedly be uh in it for mookie Betts, but he signed early with Dodgers, so i can't i cannot really complain about this season the only thing i could say is the way that they lost with all they needed to do was win one of the last three games and they couldn't win one of those last three games that's the stuff that we were dealing with (laughs) not only growing up but like in the 2000s like the late 90s 2000s like that's literally what happened every time it's like oh got this three-game series against the Dodgers and you're you know you're up in the ninth inning and Dustin Hermanson comes in and just cannot get out and and then we lose like that that's kind of what we dealt with but so that's kind of what it felt like but because you knew that they had to face the Dodgers in the first round and you knew that the Dodgers are the best team in baseball, at least, you know, in the regular season and by far. Not too broken hearted. I just would have liked to see them take care of business, which they weren't able to do.
1: Well, and if you want to look at free agents for next year, just for kicks, uh, JT Real Muto is pretty much the number one free agent on the market, but we don't need a catcher. We're, mm-hmm. we're locked up there for a while. Trevor Bauer. Possible National League Cy Young Award winner this year. Um, he will be a free agent. So if you want to go get a big name number one starting pitcher, uh, you got to deal with that attitude. You got to deal with his Twitter uh, rants. You got to deal with him picking fights with everybody. But I like it because he kind of picks fights with the right people. He picks mm-hmm. fights with um, with uh, Manfred. He picks fights with the Astros. Uh, I, I like that. I, I wouldn't mind that on this team to get a little fire under them. Um, pick fights with the Dodgers. Hey, we need somebody like that. Uh, Springer is going to be a free agent. Marcus Simeon, um, you know, so there's some decent 30 year old free agents going to going to be out there. Uh, none of those free agents that you know we've seen in past years where it's like, oh man, he's 24, we can lock him up for seven or eight years. Yeah. So I think I think the way our regime works now, Zaidi and everybody. I think you're more likely to see a big name splash this year because you have older free agents. Mm -hmm. So we might see a guy like Bauer. We might see a guy like Springer, uh, possibly Simeon, possibly Ozuna. These guys are all in the 30s. You can get away with, hey, here's a four-year deal, um, lock you up. And then uh, I I can't see many of these guys looking for seven-year deals. I don't see those going around so much anymore for 30-year-olds. So might make a little bit of a splash this off season. We've got the money. The money's out there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I, but I think the one thing that'll be interesting is Major League Baseball as an organization. They need to come up with a plan for 2021 because Oh, for sure. My guess is that they're not going to do this, you know, short season. Uh that's not what they want. They're going to want as close to a full season as possible because you get more games more tv revenue your you know your partners are are uh, are, are going to you know the, your partners aren't going to give you the full uh, tv money if you're only doing a half of a season so you want a full season or as close to full season as possible and how do you get fans in do you socially distance fans are you know eight thousand uh, in the stadium is that better than nothing yeah probably but how do you do that? Like you see in uh, the NFL's trying to do that, but those goofballs are not wearing masks and screaming. <laughs> well, and, and you've stuff. got
1: that happening in goofball states. Yeah. So exactly. I think that's the problem.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I was talking to a friend about, you know, when are we gonna get back to normal? And I was like, look, even if we get back to normal, I don't know if I'm gonna be at a fifty thousand, you know, a stadium where I'm around all these crazy people. I'm gonna be so scared just, you know, in general. And then we what we what we realized is that the goofball people are the ones that are gonna go back first.
1: Oh yeah. And so, I mean, you know, I, I'm okay once there's a vaccination and everything right. else. Um <clears throat> I was a germ phobe before this. So this is all like totally normal for me. Um you know, washing my hands 800 times a day. I work in a courthouse. So I, (laughs) I wash my hands 800 times a day anyways. Um, But I say, you know, yeah, I don't, I don't like being around that many people and this and that, but I'll be the first in line when Disneyland opens, man. Mm. Cause uh, you know, us and the fam, we love our Disneyland. And we keep talking about, we had tickets for next week. Oh, Uh, wow. But you know, they're still closed. So we kind of have to hold off on that. We're looking at spring break next year, but I'll be, I'll be in a hazmat suit, you know, <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll be bathing in uh hand sanitizer. So I'll be first in line for that. But, but yeah, I know what you mean. Trying to get all those people back there. How's it going to happen? How's the revenue going to happen? Are you going to keep those eight uh, or, or should I say 16 postseason teams, mm-hmm. um, is that going to stick around? Uh, are you going to keep the DH? Because in you that's another position right there. You can hang on to guys on their careers a little yeah. bit longer, a yeah. little bit more offense for the rest of the league. Um, you know, Again, some of those rules, like we had them this year. Are they going to be around next year? We're not quite yeah. sure yet. I
0: mean, it sounds like Manafred would like for them, you know, and and this could be something about how him as an a, a, as the commissioner wants to kind of put his stamp on things. But I mean, if you're telling, uh, I mean, just look at the teams who are in the playoffs. In, in in a normal season, you get an extra round of playoffs. That's revenue for those teams. So teams in in you know in the playoffs today, the Brewers, you know. I mean, you, maybe they get one game of uh, one home game extra, which is not a big deal in a three-game series. Sure. But let's say they did move on to the next round. Then the next round is five games, and you get at, you know maybe one or two more games. So that stuff does mean something to those teams. Just the opportunity. Like this is football, right? Football. Oh, yeah. When we, when you know, when we were not even growing up, it wasn't like that when we were growing up. But at some point, in, in, in um, football, was like, hey, we want everyone to be eight and eight. And we want everyone to have an opportunity <laughs> to make the playoffs in the last week of the season. Like That's yeah. how they keep those fan bases going crazy. So it seems to me like baseball might be trying to move towards that kind of model, but the cool thing about baseball is they never did anything like that. They stayed as, uh, as old school as they possibly could, but I think we're probably in a little bit of a change here because one of the things about baseball is baseball as a as a sport, you know the average age of, of the audience continues to get older and older and older, and I don't I don't know a lot of kids who are watching baseball and just like you know uh, I I'm I'm down I'm I'm here for all these games these worlds like I, you got to figure out ways to get the younger fans involved and maybe you know having the opportunity to 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 be in the playoffs way more than than normal is is one of those ways maybe more offense with the DH. I don't know. Maybe, you know, I don't know if it's about shorter games, like whatever. I I don't really care about that stuff. But uh, yeah, I I think I think one of the things that they're going to need to do is, you know, that 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 live experience like, you know, the Giants are going to draw, you know, they they sold out for so many years, but they're going to they're going to get a good amount of people, you know, no matter what, just because that park is so great and they have a, a really great home fan base but what about some of these other teams who historically don't have that how do you get more people to the to the ballpark that live experience is going to be i think is something that some of these teams got to look at a little bit more closely because I, me and you we could go to a ball game and just shoot the stuff and all of a sudden it's the eighth <laughs> inning and we're like wow Ryan. that game just <laughs> went by but there are other people who are like what am i watching this is kind of boring Um, dad can you know i ate all of the cotton candy like now what it's the bottom of the second right and so there's there's something about that I, i think there are things that they can do to to make that experience a little bit better for the younger folks. I I don't know exactly what that is. I don't get paid to think about that, but I, I, that's what I've noticed over the years.
1: Yeah. And and you know how it is. I mean, you go into these cathedrals, right? You go into the AT&T park, you go into Yankee stadium, you go into these places that are just monstrous with 50, 60,000 people. You you and I kind of have a, a, you know, We kind of enjoyed ourselves in single-A baseball there for a while Mm -hmm. where it was like, hey, there's 10,000 people here. There's 8,000 people here tonight. Hey, look, Uh, they brought out the, uh, the ice cream truck. And the contest in between innings is they're trying to, you know, <laughs> th- they pick a, a player who has to throw pitches at the headlights of the yeah, ice cream exactly. truck to break them, and you win a prize. I mean, that's that's what gets the kids involved. That's a, you get the beer batter. Remember the beer batter? Oh yeah, that was oh they picked a beer batter at the beginning of the game. He struck out. Beers were half price for that <laughs> half inning. I mean, that type of stuff is fantastic. If they can bring that stuff to Major League Baseball. Can you imagine? I've been lobbying that for, for that for years because we have the Reno Aces, the um, Diamondbacks AAA team here in Reno. Man, the kids have missed that big time this year. They're like, mm-hmm. a AAA is not happening this year, right? I said, no, it's not. So, uh, so we're going to go to a lot more games next year. That's kind of our thing. We hang out all the fun stuff that happens in between innings. But, yeah, I I know what you mean. I mean, you can't – can you do that in a major league game? I don't know. It's hokey. It's goofy. They try to say it's professional baseball, but here's these guys out here trying to hit a ball with a stick. Yeah. yeah. So so, have some fun, right? Bring the family out. Make it an event. Do a pregame something. Do a postgame something. Yeah, I mean, it it
0: could even be just making some of these players like way more available for – autographs or, oh yeah, you know, let, let, let's turn. Um, and this is what my kids used to love. And when they were like right around eight, eight, nine, ten, what we do is we'd show up to the park like two hours early so we could watch batting practice. And there's yeah. not that many people at the park. So I'm not really worried about where they are. I can sit at my seat and I watch them beeline from section to section. Cause they're trying to get <laughs> yeah. to where maybe they can get a home run ball And they're just running around the whole place and then they get a home run ball and then they they're getting as close to the dugout as they can because they're like, oh, I'm a cute little kid. Maybe they'll come out and sign. (laughs) And once one game, it was a it was a weekend game. Um, My oldest, he was just he was on fire. He was running around and just got like three or four different balls. I think he even dropped his glove uh in 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 left field and uh, i forget the brewers closer at that time but the brewers closer like got the glove in in uh, the left left field bleachers grabs it had the balls in the glove <laughs> and and he just like throws it back up to him so like i mean just that stuff is so cool right like you you have oh, those yeah. memories you're sort of like a baseball fan forever but then he would run then to the giants dugout and get the the autograph and so i think it, i want to say it was barry zito And Jeremy Affelt, there was one other player because he got three autographs that day. But um, so, you know, they're, you know, can you sign? Can you sign? And because he's a little kid, they want to sign for him. Oh, sure. And so they're like, okay you throw it to me. And then so he threw it to them and then they'd sign (laughs) and then they'd throw it back. And like, that's like (laughs) memories that he's going to have forever. If you could somehow replicate that and, and do it in a way where more people get to do that as kids. Like, I think that's like that's
1: so much gold well will this do it i mean there's a good possibility having covid having things shut down no fans in the stands you know how excited these guys are going to be next year to see everybody back if it happens oh yeah i mean maybe it happens halfway through the season maybe it happens towards the playoffs but either way they're going to be so excited to play in front of fans again it's going to be ridiculous i mean the the fan interaction with the with the players is going to grow. Um, you know the younger players with the bat flips and uh, it, it, uh, everything going on in the game right now. Where you know the older guys are, you can't do that. I think you know the game has passed up Bumgarner in that sense. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe his pitching sense too. I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, we'll we'll see next year. <laughs> he didn't have a great year, but. Uh, you know, that, that's kind of passed him up and those types of players, these younger guys are having a good time. They're screaming at the dugout and yelling. And that's why, you know, Trevor Bauer screams back at them. And that's, that's fun, man. That's, you know, that's what you kind of want to see. And I can't even tell you how excited I am for, uh, for the playoffs, even though the Giants aren't in it. If you love baseball, you're going to get four games tomorrow on Tuesday. You're going to get eight games on Wednesday. And then you're going to get eight more games on Thursday. I mean, it's going to be ridiculous. I'm going to have the TV on all day long. My wife's going to, she's going to be, turn it down. I can are, are, <laughs> are,
0: are all of those games on cable, or are some of them going to be on like? you have to use the, uh, the MLB network or something? I,
1: I think you're going to be – I think it's tomorrow uh, the four games of the AL um, wildcard round are going to be ABC. So actually Channel 7 uh, here for us is Channel 7. Oh, ABC. wow. ABC. Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry, Channel 8. It's 7 in the Bay Area. So ABC, ESPN, TBS, and then ESPN. So those are your four oh, games wow. tomorrow. So, yeah, I mean they're, they're yeah. very accessible. They're going to be out there for everybody. ALDS is going to be TBS – NLDS is going to be Fox Sports um, and MLB Network. And then NLCS will be Fox and Fox Sports 1. And ALCS will be TBS and then World Series on Fox. So uh, all accessible stuff. Yeah,
0: absolutely. It's going to be fun. You're just gonna, It's going to be sort of like March Madness in a way where you're just kind of flipping back and forth and check you know it would be great if they had whatever the red zone version is of, <laughs> of baseball because when you have you know you have eight games on wednesday right like so i'm yeah. sure they're gonna they're gonna be staggered out a little bit so there's probably gonna be two at a time but still like just the opportunity to go oh catch you know check out devil ray's got a runner on third and no outs and then you switch over to that game
1: like that would be awesome well, and, uh, I got some breaking news too, uh, in, in everybody's inbox as we speak. I just got uh from the San Francisco website, a thank you to giants fans. There's a, a video from Kruko. So as soon as we're off done with this, we're going to go check that
0: oh, out. Oh, they, uh, they, they, I think they posted it on Twitter yesterday. Oh, nice. So I did see it. It was oh, it's okay. really good, really awesome. good stuff from Kruko.
1: Yeah, that is awesome. So, yeah, that's uh, very excited for these playoffs. Um, I think the format that they did is going to be a lot of fun. I don't know if I want to see it going forward. Uh but I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Do you want to break those down real quick or
0: Yeah, let, let's do that. I was okay. going to I, I wanted to talk about Joey Bart for the second oh, show in a row. But you know what? Let let's save it. We <laughs> we can talk, we can talk about this is going to be like uh uh what what is the the um Jimmy Kimmel and uh, Matt Damon routine. <laughs> We're going to be like
1: sorry we ran out show, of time. <laughs> Joey Bart. <laughs> So next week we'll talk about. I'm sure next week we'll talk about Joey. I'm I'm
0: actually copying the notes that I had for this show's rundown into next week so that it has its place already, and we will work around it. Joey Bart, don't worry, don't worry, Joey. We we love you. We'll break down your
1: we'll break down your three walks this season.
0: (laughs) See, you did your homework too, right? Yeah, three walks and forty one strikeouts.
1: Oh God, that's got to change.
0: But we'll talk about that next yeah, week. <laughs> next week. Okay, so let, let's look at the let's look at these playoffs here. I know you you broke down your bracket. Um, the thing, okay, so unless you've really sort of read through everything, here's what is so weird about these playoffs because the MLB wants to get these these games done before a possible second wave or a next wave of uh, COVID-19. They're are almost no days off for this playoff run, all the way through the um, the league championship series. So, the the way you're going to get a day off is if you finish early, and the and the team that you have to play next doesn't finish early. <laughs> so th- there's yeah. an impetus to like finish these series. But so first round is three game series, all played at the home crowd or the home park, um, which. I don't know how much that means without a crowd. I mean, maybe you know the park a little bit better for dimensions-wise, and you can pitch to certain things. But, you know, there's, there's no home crowd. So no. I don't know how much that means right but now.
1: I, I've always said the only true home field advantage in any sport is baseball mm-hmm. because you get the last chance to mm-hmm. score. Mm-hmm. And that that's it. I mean, football, basketball, hockey, none of that. You, you don't get that Very last true. chance. It's not guaranteed you're going to get that last chance to score baseball. You are guaranteed to get that last chance to score. So you could be and there's no clock. And that's right. the beauty about baseball. So you could be down by 12 runs. Well, there's
0: there's there's a
1: clock if you uh, in between mm. innings, but that's it. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> and you got the uh, you know nine minutes of commercial breaks span. playoffs. Ah, uh, this guy, but but yeah, so you've got you've always got that's your home field advantage. So if you've got three games in a row where you get to score last, I mean, look at the Padres against us the other night in the second game of the double header. We're at home doesn't matter because they're technically the yeah, quote-unquote home team. team. So they get that last chance. Well, they take a one-run lead. If we were really at home, you get that chance. So, yeah, so uh, it is kind of an advantage. I, I like it. I I like the fact that they get to do that. But here's the weird thing. You're not traveling anywhere, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? I mean, you're, you're playing in Texas, and you're playing in where? where? San Diego, right?
0: So the, I think that's only for the... Uh, league championship series in the world series i think oh, the okay. first and second round you are playing in, in your normal parks
1: okay so you're actually playing in in the ballparks okay. okay so that that makes sense i know that they had kicked around these ideas a bunch of different times so so that makes sense okay instead of doing a one one and one um you know they're gonna do it that way yeah. um okay i got it
0: all right so let's look at these games here um so we'll start on the left side, which is the American League. We are, I'm just looking at the Fox, sure. the Fox Sports bracket. So you have the Tampa Bay Rays, not the Devil Rays, uh, <laughs> at 40 and 20. They had the best record in the American League, uh, against the Toronto Blue Jays, who uh, were 32 and 28. Still a, a, a pretty darn good record there. Um, and uh, the you know the, the you have great depth with the Rays. For the Blue Jays, it's more of a, a youth movement kind of thing. They don't have a lot of starting pitching. In a three game series, what matters, and I think we're gonna probably you know we're gonna learn a lot in this short three game series because if you have a team like the Rays where everybody can play anywhere and they trust everyone in their in their uh, bullpen. What does that mean when you play like these young, big boppers who, you know, anybody could get hot? I still think the Rays win this series. Uh, the Blue Jays are a little bit too young, I think, for sort of w- what this means and kind of the the, the whole um, uh, pressure aspect of the playoffs. But uh, that, that's not to say that everything will sort of play out like that, because in a three game series, we haven't seen that before in baseball or even in basketball, like basketball. Uh, has mostly been five or seven game series, so this is going to be really interesting. Uh, I imagine you also have the Rays advancing.
1: I do. Uh, I mean, pitching—you got Snell, you got Glass. Now you got Morton in a three game series. That's dirty. I mean, that that is nasty. So I think they're going to take this one in two games. I don't. I can't see it going further than that. Although Toronto does have. Uh, Hinjin Ryu going tomorrow. He had a decent season. Yeah. Uh, If they get to a game three, uh, they got the kid... That they trade <laughs> now. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna
0: remember. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when you get to your 40s. Like,
1: yeah, exactly. Taiwan. If you, if, you, if, you if, you, if
0: you were 12 years old,
1: oh, I know. His that. name would have been
0: out of your mouth before your mouth was able to pronounce
1: it. This is true. His I name. Mean, his card, and I. I could tell you his stats too exactly. from the last three seasons. But uh, Taiwan Walker. So they do have a bit of an advantage if they get to a game three, but they have zero advantage in game one and two. So yeah, you got to go Tampa Bay in this one.
0: So Oakland A's who uh, are the two seed they went 36 and 24 against the White Sox now. The White Sox they tailed off a little bit. Uh, the White Sox have all the all those you know those MVP studs but they did get cold at the end of the season and that doesn't bode well when you're basically in this race for you know how how many how many games you got to win to win the whole thing.
1: Uh let's see two you make me do math. Right Come on, man.
0: I think it's twenty. I think it's. Uh, I'm on bourbon number uh, two. Thirteen. I think it's thirteen. <laughs> is it thirteen? Sure. Two plus three <laughs> is five plus eight. Thirteen. Yeah, 13. thirteen. So you know, in this this race to eighteen wins, um, you can't you know you can't go in there cold. So I, I think the A's are a good team. I you, you worry about them in the playoffs because the last several years. They do. They they do not come up strong in the playoffs. But I think I think they'll be good with this series. The next series could be interesting for them though, because they don't have the greatest starting pitching. They have a great bullpen though. So if they could extend these games, but the problem is, is when you have a great bullpen and you have no days off, you're throwing guys out there day after day after day, and if you have to throw a guy out there more than two days in a row. Oh, that means you're throwing, mm. you know, multiple guys out there so often. And I don't know if they have the starting pitching to get them that deep into games, but uh, th- that'll be interesting. But I, I have the A's advancing ever, but this is going to be, this is going to be one of those really fun ones to me.
1: I actually have the socks. Oh, nice. And A's fans are going to hate me, <laughs> but the A's fans are, they're the steady eddies. I would, un- I t- understand the pick. They're, Hey, they're, yeah. And the A's, I mean, they're just there. They do their thing. They pitch well. They hit well. They field well. They're boring as all hell. And the White Sox... Now, like you said, they've got a couple of the MVP guys. They got uh, Brayu, who uh, I actually picked him as my uh, AL MVP. Um, and then you got Anderson at short, and then you got the rest of that lineup that is just dangerous. And their pitching is not bad, but yes, they did get ice cold here at the end of the season. Yeah. Um, but I still, I, I still think the White Sox. If there's going to be any kind of big upset, it's going to be the Sox over the A's because the A's have that wild card curse. Man, they've yeah. Got going, I mean, going back, years. not that I,
0: not that I want to see it because I do have a lot of friends who are Ace fans and I don't want to see them always so frustrated <laughs> when it comes to the playoffs. But at the same time, the White Sox are kind of like one of those teams where we were just talking about it like if you're a if you're a a, a young baseball fan and you're collecting baseball cards and you like they got so many guys on that team who you would <laughs> just really like, really enjoy. Oh, yeah. Um Okay so then uh we we go down uh the 4 and 5 uh side of the AL uh wild card bracket you have the Indians who I know you hold uh, deep in your heart as uh one of your AL teams that you follow along with the the Angels right you also follow the Angels a
1: little you bit? know I used to follow the Angels until 2002 oh, that okay. all changed that makes sense yeah, yeah. That makes and then sense. then it was just Jim Edmonds before that and then 2002 and then I said nah you're dead to me (laughs) so (laughs) but the Indians you know obviously you got Major League the movie but I have um you know by from my dad's side of the family a lot of family out in in, in the Ohio area so I always kind of had that little bit of a you know, a love for the mistake by the lake out there Municipal Stadium and the, the lovable losers and the Indians, they just couldn't do anything right. So uh, when 94 came along and the uh, Indians started tearing it up and then going forward from there, um, Carlos Baerga, Albert Don't Call Me Joey Bell, all those guys mm-hmm. were just a lot of fun to watch, and then Jose the Mesa with yeah, yeah, Jose Mesa with his dead eyes, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh, and so they play the New York Yankees, and I think this is going to be one of the best series. Obviously, it's four or five, so these teams are pretty close. Indians have that amazing starting pitching. Uh, we'll see what happens with the bats, and and the Yankees are the other the other way around. They they got Stanton and Judge back right at the right time, so. You know, we'll see if they can if they can do some some damage. And and this is one of those where you know three game series. I'm not sure. I I would if I if I was betting, I would probably bet the Indians. But I'm not. I won't be surprised if the Yankees win this one.
1: I you know the first this this is going to be the fantastic matchup tomorrow. You've got Bieber going against Cole. In B- the first Bieber's game. A, Bieber's the
0: best pitcher. In, in the American I'm, League right now. He's,
1: he's my American League Cy Young Award winner. Um, Bieber against Cole. Whoever wins game one goes on to win the series. And, I, and I've got Bieber out dueling Cole in this one. Um, Cole has had a good season, been a little bit off. Um, the Yankees' offense is very streaky. Uh, so I think if Cleveland can just knock out a couple of runs with their pitching, it's gonna it's a it's like a 2010 2012 Giants esque type of team, uh, the Indians. So I think they can kind of they can be really sneaky, and I've got them surprisingly going far in this tournament.
0: Wow! All right, so then this um, this last uh, last first round matchup is. The twins against the Astros and I, I don't know what to really make of this <laughs> twins team. They had they went 36 and 24, second tied for second best record in the American League. The Astros, we know everything about the Astros, they're coming off of the cheating and so they, they have something to prove, but whatever, I don't know if you know mentally, psychologically, whatever is going on with them, they just didn't have a good season. So I I would I think I think America wants to see the Twins win this one, <laughs> you know revenge and, right? And look, the, the Twins, uh, as good as they were, you know when you, when you this is the stat that we were talking about last week, they had the third best run differential in the American League. So you know I, I I'm not uh, I'm not too hot on them, but you know they did they did prove to be statistically a, a pretty darn good baseball team. So the astros were not they you know the astros were more the astros and the giants were actually very close to kind of like the the type of team that they were both really good home teams sucked on the road giants (laughs) were plus two run differential astros were plus four they both lost three games in the season and and they both went four and six to to in the last ten games so the the astros are, are basically the american league version of the Giants. So I think I think the Twins should win this one, but I but I know eyes will be on that series if the Astros win a game and then
1: people are going to start going crazy. Do you, do you want to go deep stat here for a second? Oh, go for it. All right, here we go. We've got the weighted runs created, right? That's actually a pretty big stat. If you get a chance, go to FanGraphs, look that one up. That's that Basically tells you what type of hitter you are. Um, are you a MVP type of hitter or are you an average type of hitter? Average is 100. That's kind of with a lot of these um, new uh, Sabermetrics uh, type of stats. Um, so the weighted runs created, 2019 for the Astros was 125, right? 20, about 25% above average. Mm-hmm. This year, 100. Ooh, dead average they lost 25 percent. so bang those trash cans let's go bomba squad minnesota is going to take this one no problem you got 40 year old nelson cruz out there crushing (laughs) home runs still (laughs) 16 bombs now here's one thing if 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 he's available next year which he will be he's a free agent you know he'll be 41 next year i like the older guys he's he's the only one on the team of the Bomba squad, you got Cruz, Buxton, Rosario, uh, and Miguel Sano. Um, of those four guys, he's the only one who's closer to me, who could be my brother, right? <laughs> the other ones could all be my kid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but totally. If he's, a free, if he's available next year and, and the National League keeps that DH, man, Giants, go get him.
0: Yeah, and what uh, if are National League clubs and you all of a sudden got assigned DHs? That's <laughs> ridiculous. That's crazy. Yeah, you're like, oh, DH. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's flip it to. We'll we'll go a little bit more quickly through these. Yeah. Uh, the National League: Dodgers and Brewers. The Brewers, the Brewers were not better than the Giants. Uh, that that probably means they're going to get swept here. The Dodgers are having a really you know a historical season, and the only yeah. thing stopping them is just the wackiness of this whole thing. Yeah. Um, and the other thing stopping them is just sort of how they play in these playoffs. Um, You know, Clayton Kershaw still has to pitch. So.
1: <laughs> this is true. That is the that is the X factor. This is not regular season Kershaw. Although does his body know that it's the postseason? This is only game sixty-one. Yeah, you're right. So does his body know <laughs> that? But but look at that, look at that one, two, three of their pitching staff. Kershaw, Urias, May. You got two point three one ERA, two point one six, and two point five seven. It's come it's, on. <laughs> it's
0: nuts, yeah, they 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 should they should run through the Brewers though. Uh, yeah, think things could get crazy in the second round for them, especially if the Padres come out of there. So uh, number two, Atlanta Braves against the Reds, who are the number seven team. I think the Reds, you know, when you look at sort of like the the six, seven, and eight teams, I think the Reds are actually a pretty decent team because they have the pitching. They have the starting pitching. That could, you know, you could theoretically say in a three game series, they have three really nice starters. Uh, do they do they hit enough? Who knows? And, and look, the Braves are a really good hitting team. Like if you look at uh, my, my favorite stat again, when it comes to uh, run differential, you know, they were the third best team in the National League and they would have been tied for the best team in the American League with run differential. They scored three hundred and forty eight runs this season. Uh, only topped by the Dodgers with 349. So offensively, they are one of the best teams in baseball. Uh, but you know, uh, we'll see what that means. Uh, is the starting pitching uh, uh, having three really good starters to run out there for those three games? Is that does that mean more than really good hitting? That that's going to be an, another really interesting matchup to me.
1: Yeah, and I, and I think the pitching prevails. I've got the Reds, but this is going to be a three game series. I, I think this is going to be one of the tighter series. This is not really a two and seven. This is more like a five and a four.
0: So then uh, the three and the six uh, are the Cubs. Who you know the Cubs started out hot and they just kind of it was almost like they were <laughs> after the we after the first two weeks they're like all right let's just get to the playoffs here, uh, but they ended up thirty four and twenty six. The Marlins. Um, what did the Marlins end up? The Marlins ended up 31 and 29. The Marlins had to go through a lot. They had to, uh, you know, with, with the with the canceled games or the postponed games. And, you know, when it comes to this run differential, the Marlins were at minus 41. <laughs> I think it's because they got bombed, like, two games or something yeah. that, that really made the difference. But the, they're the only team in the playoffs. Uh, actually, the Toronto Blue Jays are also at a minus 10. But – um yeah, they're the only team in the National League. Nope, actually, I'm wrong. The Reds minus two and the Brewers minus 17. So, But still, minus 41 for a team That's brutal. that was uh, over 500 is, is pretty ridiculous. So I, I yeah. think that, you know, as tough as they were, there are some flaws there. They probably were not as good as their record, but uh, they are there. And I think the Cubs, you know, if someone could just light a fire under the Cubs is. uh behind uh I think I think they're a really good team but they just kind of you know they kind of slept walk through the the most of that season there
1: they did and that's a tough division too which is kind of weird um they always play the Cardinals tough that's their rivalry uh they always play Cincinnati tough they always play Milwaukee so they they've got a lot of tough games they have one of the worst teams in baseball in that division with Pittsburgh um yeah, I, I, you know, I've got the Cubs actually going far uh, because they're, they're one of those teams that will just pick it up and all of a sudden get streaky, um, so it should it should be a fun series. Um, but but the Marlins have some of the worst pitching in the majors, so. Um, and then uh, Ureña, who took one off of the wrist yesterday, one of their better pitchers, he was in line for Game 3. He's, he's gone now, probably. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't see the Marlins put up a fight in this one.
0: All right, so then um, the last first-round matchup, the San Diego Padres against the uh, St. Louis Cardinals. Now, you could make an argument that the Padres... At 37 and 23 were a top three team in all of baseball. And I think if if someone made that argument, uh, I, I think it's I think it's a pretty good one. The, the, the only team other than the Dodgers to have a better record than the Padres is the Tampa Bay Rays. But I think you could even argue that the Padres are better than the Rays. So what does that mean in a three game series? And then a five-game series in the next round, if they, if they go to the next round, and then they would have to face the Dodgers more than likely. I, I think they cut a little bit of a, of, of a raw end here, because if they're in a different division, they are the, uh, the second-best team in, in, in the league, and they, they get into a little bit of a different bracket. But the other way that you could look at this is, if we expect the Dodgers to fail, could San Diego be the team? that upsets them. They would have to get by the Cardinals, who are another team that I don't think were better than the Giants. <laughs> right. So that doesn't, you know, that doesn't bode well. They also had to deal with a pretty tough COVID situation. If you are a naysayer about the Padres, their two best starters got hurt late there, and so we're unsure about uh, Clevenger, and then uh, w- who's the starter that got hurt in the Giants game? Uh, I forget his last name. Uh, Lamette. Yes, right. but it sounds like he'll be okay. But right. still, that was pr- that had to be really scary for, for Padres fans.
1: Well, and, and y- do you need either one of those guys in this Cardinals series? Probably not. The Cardinals are not heavy hitters. Um, that's just not their MO this year. Uh, looking at their uh, exit velocity, their average <laughs> exit velocity is 87.3 miles per hour. That is good for 26th in major league baseball. They just don't hit the ball hard. They're not home run hitters. They string together hits um barely cuz they're only a 234 hitting team. Mm-hmm. Um and their pitching isn't fantastic. Again, I think they got more the um advantage of playing in the Central Division, uh not a very strong division. So th- the Padres are going to walk away with this one. Now can the Padres get healthy? pitching wise before they face the dodgers because if not uh, i think we're going to see the the, the dodgers going uh, a far way in this tournament here um but who knows i mean uh, clevenger just got a shot the other day in his forearm so we'll see if that helps him um but i don't know i I, I, one thing i do know is that if they do keep with 16 teams in the playoffs they really do like you just you just touched on it. They really do need to fix the seating. Yep. I I don't think you can have the two best teams in, in baseball play each other in a best of five series in the second round. That's just not, that's you talk about fans, you talk about money, you talk about revenue. That's not good for baseball. Yep. You want those two teams to play in the ALCS best of seven on TBS every game. Um, you know, that, that's your excitement right there. So uh, they do need to fix the seeding. I know that this was kind of thrown together, but uh, maybe they weren't expecting the Padres to do so well.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right, so what are your selections? Like, how, how does your bracket break down? We'll go through your bracket really quick. I'll, I'll just say that I, it's it's hard for me not to pick the Dodgers to come out of the National League side because they're so good. But if something wacky happens, uh, I do think it's going to be either the Cubs or the Padres. So I know that's not really definitive. Uh, I'll just say the Dodgers, but I think the other two teams that have a great chance are are the Cubs and the Padres. And then on the American League side, I kind of like your Indians. I think whoever comes out of that Indians-Yankees side is going to represent the half and then uh, uh, we'll see about the A's. I I would love to pick the A's, but I I just don't trust them. So I'm saying uh, Indians or Yankees on the other side and, and probably the Dodgers, but you know, maybe the, the, the Padres or the Cubs. Those those are my five teams that I kind of have my eye on.
1: I've got, I went ahead and filled it out like the basketball tournament bracket here. I've already got it all filled out. I've got Cleveland and Minnesota, which would be a really fun, uh, ALCS. You got great pitching with the Indians. You've got masterful hitting with the twins. So that would be a lot of fun. I've got Cleveland going on to the world series. Um, la and the cubs in the nlcs i had to go with tradition here and pick the cubs over the dodgers because the dodgers will show up like they do in october every year and they'll falter and so we'll get cleveland and we'll get the cubs and we'll get the 2016 world series rematch and this time we'll get cleveland shutting down the cubs in four games i call yeah, a sweep would, in that one
0: that would be crazy the there's just the idea of them rematching and the Indians kind of finally getting one over would be amazing, <laughs> and then but then you'll have every Indians naysayer going, oh, fake season.
1: Oh, for Doesn't sure. count. <laughs> anybody Anybody who wins this, the rival fans of that team will say, oh, yeah, that's great. You won it in sixty games. Awesome. Yeah. Exactly. Try one hundred and sixty two games, especially especially uh, us. You know, if the Dodgers like, win it, exactly.
0: Meh, that's what, exactly
1: what we're gonna say. So.
0: <laughs> All right, so let's quickly uh, yep. get to our greatest San Francisco Giants team of all time tournament that you've been putting together on uh, Out of the Park Baseball. This is the last first-round matchup. So, wow, we've gone through eight of these uh, for for this podcast, and it was the 1987 Giants against, and this is a uh, Winners of the West, lost in the, in the NLCS. Against the 2003 Giants, who did not even uh, make the playoffs, right? We didn't make the playoffs that year.
1: No, they did not. Um, Well, you said 2003, sorry? Yeah, 2000. Yeah, actually, they did. That was, the, um, that was the year where we got beat by the Marlins on the Jose Cruz, Jose Cruz Jr. drop. Oh, uh, no wonder. Sorry, I, I had to remind you. Yes. Uh. <laughs> I was looking at my notes, and then you said, didn't make the playoffs. And I'm looking at both teams. I go, yeah, both teams make the playoffs, but, but both were heartbreakers. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can see how you want to forget that.
0: <laughs> so... What we had thought was – because none of these series has gone seven games. Right. And I thought that this was going to be a really good chance for one of these series to go seven games because the 87 Giants were a good team. I wouldn't consider them a great team. And the 2003 Giants I thought were a little bit better than than maybe they performed. So I thought maybe they were a little closely matched – and yet the the two thousand and three giants just kind of whooped on them after the first game, uh, which the eighty seven team took. And then the two thousand and three team took the next four. I, I was so I was so sad, too, because <laughs> I, I was telling you. I was like, hey, if they get to a game seven, we'll like watch you know we'll use zoom or something and watch your computer and we'll do kind of like play by play of the last game we'll throw it on youtube but it didn't even like it it was just a you know after that first game, it was like a gentleman's sweep there
1: <laughs> it it fizzled out but that is coming up we are we are working on that we are going to do some of these second uh, second round and third round games. Like if we get to a game salmon, we'll do a little zoom. We'll do a little play by play. And then you can uh, go to our YouTube channel and check that out and, and watch the little play by play with bourbon on that one. Um, oh, yeah. but the 87 team, yeah, we got so excited in game one. I go, all right, 87, one, seven to one. That is awesome. They beat up on Jason Schmidt. So this series is going to be theirs. That was it. They rolled over and died. I mean, it was, mm. th- th- you know, game two was six to three. Game three was twelve to nine. They had a little bit of a comeback. Game four was ten to three. Game five was six to one. Marquise Grissom, every time he stepped up, he had a home run. He got the MVP in the series. 368. Three sixty he, he and
0: Bonds both had uh, ten RBI. But you, you were you were mentioning last time that you know Bonds walks every <laughs> time. He he had a five twenty two on base percentage. Yeah. And an eight seventy five <laughs> slugging. So he either. Either walked, got a hit, or hit a home run. Like oh, that, that, that,
1: Those are all the outcomes. He was hitting bases, loaded doubles. I mean, every time he came up, I'm like, man, this guy is just crushing it. <laughs> so they're they're moving on the pitching, you know, because here's the thing the 87 team beat Jason Schmidt in the first game, right? So I go, oh, well, who else do they have? Ponson, Foppert. I mean, they're, <laughs> you know, they're going to walk through the. Ponson pitched a jam. Foppert pitched a jam. I mean, Foppert went seven innings. Gave up four hits, one home run, didn't walk anybody, and struck out 11.
0: And... I mean, he, he was a prospect. He, <laughs> he was ju- a he prospect. Fizzled, he fizzled out, but he actually was an arm that they thought was a, was going was gonna to do something.
1: Yeah, and I put him in the rotation. Because, you know, we have that luxury of deciding who goes in the rotation. So the 87 team. Kruko didn't pitch uh, a whole lot in 87. Um he was kind of coming near the end of his career at that point. Uh, he was hurt quite a bit. So I didn't have him as the fourth starter. Uh, I think we went Russell, Big Daddy, was number one. Buffy Lacoste, number two. Um, who else did Drevecki. we have? Drevecki, um, And then the other starter. At Lee, right?
0: Was it at Lee?
1: Yeah, it was Adley Hammerker who just oh, man. blew it. He went two innings. Uh, six hits, although he didn't do too awful. I can't blame him. There were a lot of errors in that series on the 87 team, because again, you kind of go, got to go with what was the most common that year. Mm -hmm. Mitchell was the third baseman that year. Oh yeah. So Mitchell was at third and he had a little bit of a rough time. Uh, Matt Williams didn't get, uh, I don't even think he got any at bats in this series. No, he got no at bats in 87. Um, no, he actually, what did, you know, I think he came up, hit one something for them. Yeah, he,
0: he played a little bit that season.
1: Right. So, so he didn't do a whole lot. Hackman. He,
0: I, think he had, I think he had the Joey Bart season where he, he <laughs> yeah, strikes yeah. out like every other time. Yeah, he
1: did. So hopefully Joey Bart turns into Matt Williams. Yeah, <laughs> That would be great. <laughs> that would be fantastic. <laughs> but, you know, that 87 Giants team didn't hit too bad, but they just got shelled. Uh, on, on the, yeah, on the I mean, mat, J- I mean. Joe,
0: poor, poor Joe Price won Oof. in a third inning and it had a 40.5 ERA. <laughs> Jeez, gave up four jacks.
1: Well, again, like we said too, we go with the home team um, era of how the game was played. So the the, the home favored team in this one was the '87 team because they went to the NLCS, so that automatically gives them the higher seed. So we went with the '87 era of baseball in that, and that was you pitched. I mean, you you pitched and you pitched a long time. You went a hundred, Craig. Yeah, you went a hundred plus uh, pitches. Uh, you stayed out there. Wasn't a whole lot of bullpen work, you know. So Jason Schmidt. Two games, 15 and two-thirds innings, struck out 14, had a four ERA. Probably could have been pulled out a little bit earlier in some of those games. Um, But, you know, they didn't need it. They went on to win four games to one.
0: All right. So what are our second round matchups and we'll we'll start and and which one are we starting with next week?
1: Okay, so fun second round matchups. We have a couple of the 60s teams in here. Uh, We've got uh, some of the early 2000s teams and then we've got a couple of World Series champs. So the first matchup we're going to go with is the one against nine, the number one seed 2012 World Series champions against the 2003 NLDS Uh, Losers. So that will be a a nice, fun matchup. We just saw the 2003 team play. So here they go right back into it. Um, Next uh, matchup after that will be the 2010 World Series champs, number two seed against the 10 seed 2000 NLDS. So a couple more. That'll be a good one. Yeah. So we got a couple more World Series team against a Bonds team. So we'll see how that goes. Um, then you've got the five against 13. So five is 2002 World Series loser against the 65-95 win team. Mm. As we saw earlier in the, in the tournament, those 65 and 66 teams with Gaylord Perry and Juan Marichal dominating pitching.
0: Imagine those guys in a three-game series. Oh,
1: man. <laughs> you, you <laughs> for sure wouldn't need a third game with that. Uh, and then that last matchup, so we have four matchups. The last one is the 11 seed, the 97 NLDS team against the 14 seed, 66-93 win team. So a couple of 60s teams still hanging out in there. Um, lower seeds, but dominating teams. Willie Mays, uh, Willie McCovey, uh, Orlando Cepeda. So fun matchups coming up.
0: All right, and so I think the last question is is big, giant season is over. What are you guys going to talk about we'll find <laughs> stuff to talk about, but the baseball season you know they're they'll run they'll run into uh all the way through October uh for the playoffs, and you know we we' we'll, we're not going to sit there and dissect you know the Atlanta Braves season in the playoff but we want to keep we're we're going to keep in touch with what's going on in the playoffs we'll talk about it here. We're going to have some interesting things around um, players, you know, prospects. There, there's a couple of people that I'd be, I'd love to interview who are like really big prospect people on Twitter. So love to reach out to some of those guys. Nice. Um, I, I also want to talk to KMBR's uh, Giants engineer, Darren Chan. He's already agreed to come on the show. We just have to kind of figure out uh, the best way to do it and, and the best time. And, you know, look. We still got to talk about Joey Bart. Like we have been <laughs> holding him off for two weeks.
1: <laughs> He'll be here. Oh, and don't forget, too, Richard Grisham, the um, out-of-the-park oh, yeah. oh, yeah. baseball uh, CEO. He's already agreed to come on. COO. He has his own podcast, too, which is pretty awesome, the out-of-the-park baseball podcast. Um, he's offered to come on. So when we oh, yeah. get closer to the end of this tournament... That we're doing, we can talk about, hey, how do your algorithms work? Um, is anything favored? Uh, Garrett and I are going to pick his brain because we want to win. I know. We, we each have teams going in, in our own little uh, out-of-the-park worlds, and we don't. I suck.
0: That's I'll more, just tell uh, you how it is. I, I suck. Was, <laughs> I, I've been so heartbroken to where I like had to stop playing for like two
1: months. <laughs> I am a really good GM horrible manager so i gotta figure (laughs) out how to fix that (laughs) all right so that is it from here so we'll be back
0: next week and look it's gonna be a very long fall and winter but when we get back into spring it's gonna be crazy again so we're gonna get stuff done that we may not have time for when we come back for the spring and the season is back We're, we're gonna do some fun stuff i also have some some thoughts on you know rehashing some old games uh some some World Series championships that we could go over and and talk about all over again. So we're going to have fun with it. And, uh, yeah, so just uh, come check us out next week. And like I said, you know, if you are on Apple Podcasts and can leave us a great review that will so much help us when it comes to getting picked up in the algorithm for Apple Podcasts. So for Brad, I am Double G. We'll see you later. Peace out. Peace.